everybody. Welcome to That Recruiting Show. I'm Rodney Segal. Hi, everybody. Julia DeGruzzi. And uh, thanks for tuning in. This is our inaugural podcast. And so, you know, um, let's see how it goes. I think we're going to have a lot of fun, Juliet. I think, uh, you know, having worked with you, I, I'm guaranteed yeah. to have a little fun with this one. <laughs> no, we're going to have a great time. I feel like in, in editing, you have to add that like laser yeah. noise to our, <laughs> to our intro. I'm, I'm super excited. Um, to talk about this and and do a fun podcast about corporate recruiting. A lot of podcasts seems to be very corporate about corporate recruiting. Yeah, so yeah, and I think be a little fun. I think both of us are 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 um, a good uh, antithesis to that or antidote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think you know, in in my mind, we we've got a lot of experience between us, and so I think it's an interesting point of view between us um, and what we've done. And, and what we're seeing out there um, from yeah. a recruiter's point of view. And, you know, I think we, we both talked about the fact that we're seeing so many layoffs in the last week in tech is a, is a really major one that's top of mind right now. Um, what we've probably seen over 40,000 announced in the last week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think between the two quarters, um, Q4, Q1, I've seen it going up above 200,000 impacts. So it's, it, it's vast. Um, but uh, Rodney, tell tell everybody about yourself first. Sure, you amazing talent leader, you. Okay, and and as long as you go second, right? I I think. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's you know it's interesting. I've been in in talent acquisition for over twenty years now. I started on the agency side with a company that people probably have heard of, Aerotech, Allegis Group, and um, went into the defense industry for about. 14, 15 years uh, with with the company, started my own business for four years, and then went into the engineering services industry for about four more years. And then I ended up with with uh, in the tech industry with a fang company with you, um, having yeah. a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I think from a leadership perspective, I've been in TA leadership for 15 years or so, um, and have seen some things, right? And I think <laughs> that's the joy of, of working in our industry is you get to see a lot of interesting things from, from our yes. care. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So I'm, um, I'm about 12 years in the, in the industry, had a very non-traditional background. I started out, um, in music in the music industry and then transitioned over to recruitment. I started an executive search and RPO and then went into kind of big corporate. So, um, I've done business services, I've done consumer, I've done advertising from an industry perspective. I love, you know, working with big teams, figuring things out, process improvement, motivating people, all that good stuff. Um, it's been a wild ride just in terms of the market, nothing like I've ever seen before, really ever. So I'm excited to kind of talk through that and also see what, you know, some other potential viewers might think, because um, I think just across all industries, we're going to see so much change as, you know, in three months, let alone six months, let alone a year. So um, these big tech changes are just kind of the first step. And I think a huge ripple. You're, you're absolutely right. And I, I so I, I have to say first though, that RPO game is uh, no joke. <laughs> so oh my gosh, my I know. And you. I was doing it. <laughs> 
I was doing it in government contracts. So like a year in, I was like, Ooh, okay. Like I got sourcing chops now, but Holy cow. Like this is hard. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have like, your job is to parachute in and be the hero. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> And find all those wonderful people with government clearances that are really hard to find. Yeah, I've never <laughs> heard of anyone spending the money on an RPO without super high expectations. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. You're you're walking into a disgruntled client. Yeah, right after. Yeah. <laughs> so, just with that said, I, I I didn't know that about your background, and so I, I had to to kind of put that in. But you know, back to the kind of modern look on things. I think yeah, I've seen a lot. Like even. You know, I go back to the the 2000s and like all the Y2K stuff and the the dot com yes. busts and and now it's it's kind of weird. It's you know it's, it feels a bit of that with tech kind yeah. of seeing these things, but there's not the overall impact that you saw back then. And so it's interesting. You still have a pretty vibrant job market. Yeah, and I had a. Go ahead, finish your thought. Because oh, I, I was just going to say that's a, a pretty weird thing. It feels weird. Like there's still yes. some pretty robust conversations happening around the, the job market. <laughs> I know. You know, this kind of reminded me of the, like the GFC, the, you know, with the financial crisis mm -hmm. and same kind of thing where, yes, it had impact on other industries but at the time I, I i was young at the time but it was i i was pretty insular i still got a job you know right out of college i still was right into the job market um felt really comfortable felt good and that was all kind of around the same time but like that's that was so focused on that wall street financial services sector mm -hmm. um this also so focused and we have a former colleague who said something to me um, the other day, you know, just talking about the impacts and everything. And she said something really poignant. You said, she said, money doesn't go away. It just moves. So figure out what industry is now going to be the growth industry. And, you know, I know that from a tech perspective, everybody's like talking about AI right now, but like one for me is like healthcare. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh, these healthcare conglomerates. And, you know, that's a business that's never going away. So I think that that's kind of the, thought process I'm thinking about with this and how it impacts other things. Yeah. And, and aerospace and defense never went away, which is interesting. Yeah. I think they're still looking, I think they've got their own issues in that market. Um, especially when you start looking at clearances and things like that, because you can't necessarily transition from a FANG or, or, or a Silicon Valley company into a, a clear job, but the skills are there yeah. and it's it's interesting, but those types of dynamics are there. So it's not like you're hitting a market unless you're one of us, right? I think the recruiting market's pretty soft right now for recruiters. Yeah, yeah. But if you're in that technical world, it's it's not like, um, you know, in the recessions or, or downturns that I've seen in the past for them. I agree. But, it's, um, you know, if you if you kind of bring that back to like the the drivers of what we're seeing, like inflation and things like that, I will say this, I'll send it to you. But there was a really interesting um, memo floating around from uh, Janet Yellen okay. to Alan Greenspan when he was uh, Treasury Secretary. Uh, and it, it really kind of talks about creating or the importance of employment uncertainty in maintaining inflation, which is to say, if you, if you maintain a certain threshold of, of unemployment, um, threat, 
it drives down labor costs because people are concerned and they don't move around so much. Um, and it's, you know, it's interesting looking at that in the context of what we're seeing, because it's not, yes. you know, these layoffs aren't, aren't creating like one, 2% increases in the unemployment rate, but they are increasing concern, right? So it's, it's yeah. giving people pause. So should I leave right now? And if, if I'm a company, should I be hiring right now? Giving, given Microsoft, Google, Amazon, all these companies are laying off. What's, what's my downstream stream effect. I'm going to pause for a minute. And so you create not necessarily an increase in unemployment, but you increase that risk, right? So yes. it starts to slow down that and run away. I don't want to say run away. That's the wrong way to put it, but the inflationary pressure that you had on wages before that. Yes. And I've, um, one of the things that I was just poking around about related to that is underemployment. Mm -hmm. And I think we're just going to see a big spike in that overall. Um, I think I, the last I saw it was around 8% for underemployment. Wow. Uh, yeah. And I mean, just putting myself in my my own search, you know, trying not to undersell yourself, undervalue things like that. Like, yeah, I could probably land a recruiter job, but mm -hmm. you know, I've been a talent acquisition leader for, you know, seven years now. And I really love that. I love that part of, of what we do. Um, and I think underemployment, when I think about just the people that have been impacted and have been dreaming about big tech for years and years, um, or even like those interns that are graduating and have their sights set on that. Like I've always wanted to be an engineer at a fan company. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's not, not going to be, you know, immediately on the table. So for some folks, I think underemployment is actually going to be an even bigger issue. It's it's wild. And, and if I'm another company, like a, a midsize, smaller company, it's an opportunity because over the last three years, the larger companies have really just come in and, and dominated the talent market. They've come in and, and they've done whatever it takes to hire the best people in whatever fields they want. Yeah. And the result of that is whether, you know, up and down the talent landscape, whether it's a new grad or, or a senior person, they got first look. And so if I'm yeah. one of those companies, you know, oftentimes people just weren't even looking and now's an opportunity. And hopefully people see that and aren't, aren't, you know, going around the kind of the hesitation, like, oh, I'm going to wait because now's the time to pick it up. Yes. Now I have a question for you. I have a point of view on this, but I want to know what you, what you think first. When you're a recruiter or a, or a leader, do you think that having the industry experience for the company you're working for is, is paramount or do you think industry is fluid? Yeah, I, that's a really good question. I think, you know, that paradigm depends on the role. And okay. there are some, right? So if we say, you know, I need a, a a natural language expert to design algorithms for, you know, voice recognition, I think that gets really specific. And, yes. and you need some of that. I don't think I could have pulled that one out of my head. That was very fun. <laughs> that was luck. That was, I, I will, I'll acknowledge luck and, 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 you know. No, you are you're an exceptionally <laughs> smart man. Go with it. Go with it. <laughs> um, but if 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 I'm looking for a systems engineer or a product manager um, who's going to come in and lead a team and drive a schedule, 
that's a different thing, right? That's, you don't necessarily need to come from that industry if you have those core skills. I think that's kind of the nature of the beast. And the problem is, and we've probably both seen this, organizations fall in love with the idea of what they do and the idea that your past is prologue, you have to have done it here to do it in another place. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've always thought you can kind of pick up anything as if you're a good recruiter and you're worth your salt, you can go in Mm -hmm. and you you can figure out the industry. There's a couple though that I think are more difficult to do that. Like I think about like, I'm seeing a lot of physician recruitment Mm -hmm. jobs. That's, that's a different ball game. Like you're not going on LinkedIn and finding, you know, the, a doctor there, nor well, I hope they wouldn't be answering me during the day, but I just hope they're probably not. <laughs> or like, or your industry where if you're working in, in defense, they've got to have some semblance of knowledge of how a government contract works with, you know, primary, secondary levels mm-hmm. of, of um, I, I feel like that stuff's really hard to learn. Levels of clearances. Yeah. And, and so I'll, I'll, you know, in, in full transparency, I did my, my thesis on it was uh well let me let me think of the name it was it was something i had to think of something super academic uh-huh. <laughs> i was like okay i've got to sound really smart here and it was the impact <laughs> of us government security clearances on science and technology professionals <laughs> that sounds brilliant it, it you know it was, it was, i remember my advisors going what oh, okay <laughs> let's let's see where this goes um and, I've and, always called you cognitive, Brad. You're, you're cognitive guy. I like it. <laughs> well, when I did the presentation on it, I remember the the questions about everything were just like at the end of it, you expect to get drilled, right? You're presenting yeah. your your graduate research to your professors, and it was all process stuff. Like, so how did you find this? And no one was like questioning. So, are you sure your conclusion on this is correct based on this other person's research? Because no one had ever done it before. Yeah. So that was fun. But but you're right. It, it's it's a totally different world. And the way that makes money, especially when you start talking about business leaders, is totally different. Um, yes. You know, if you're coming from, you know, you you worked at some some huge commercial companies and yeah. the idea that you're going to stretch your margins as much as possible is is much easier than if you're on a defense contract, because that's more steady Eddie. And, and at the end of the day, you're, you're kind of showing the government, like, here's what I'm charging you for everything. And yeah. you've, for all intents and purposes, you got to flash them, open up your robe and say, this is me. This is what I'm charging. Yeah. yeah. And as, especially as a business leader to understand that, um, you know, I, I've seen people come in from the commercial world into the defense world and just kind of said, Oh my gosh, look at all these people. We have to cut them. And in that world, if you cut people, you're cutting your revenue because you're charging the government and you're making like a six, right. whatever percent margin on each one of those heads. Yes. But someone coming in and going, golly, this cost basis is crazy. Cut all these people. You've unbeknownst to yourself just said, I just cut out $5 million in revenue. Where yeah. do you get that back? Oh my gosh. All right. So back to our, our topics, we should, we should acknowledge that Yes, we were we were in the layoffs, yes. right? Hashtag mm-hmm. layoffs. Um, how you feeling? You know, I'm getting my head wrapped around it, and 
I, you know, it's been over 20 years. I've never been in this situation before. And so I've just spent the last week kind of going, okay, I'm jobless. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's kind of start there and, um, and move forward. How about, how about you? You know, I, I feel like I've got a great benefit because I've got two grade school kids, um, four grade school kids. I have two kids, two step kids, and I've got the luxury of getting up with them every morning. So I, I've got to get up. Mm-hmm. So you talk to some folks that don't have that structure and it's like, hi, honey, have you left the house today? Have you taken off your pajamas? Mm-hmm. Can you, you know, are, are you doing okay? So I'm checking in on some other colleagues and, and making sure um, that, that they are getting up and out and doing healthy things. Um, I'm wrapping my head around it too. It's, it's hard to not take it personally. Um, even though, you know, we've done awesome things. I felt like we were like just getting our sea legs. So, uh, you know, Ken Leo is there for six months. So brief period, but I was like, okay, hitting the ground running 2023, we're going to do a bang up job. And, and here we are. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep with that momentum and motivation um i'm finding ways to feel like accomplishments in other ways like you know like little stuff like okay i still go to the gym and i ran an extra mile yesterday so that felt really good and made a nice dinner for my family made my bed you know like Mm -hmm. the, the little things that can still give you that sense of completion because i i'll tell you i one of my favorite things at work is, you know, packaging up that, that beautiful presentation or that beautiful report yeah. and sending it off and saying, Oh my gosh, so accomplished. So I've just, yeah. I've just tried to almost fake myself into feeling that <laughs> with other, other avenues. Um, Have but you reconnected with the violin? I haven't yet. You know, I've got to take it to, um, I've got to take it to get restrung and, mm-hmm. and all of that kind of good stuff. But it's on the list. It nice. really is on the list. Nice. What are you doing? What are you doing with your day? Um, stuff like this. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, well, I, it's fun, right? Yeah, exactly. And and I think, you know, part of this is, is just staying connected with people. And what I have found is, you know, I, I get a certain level of connection when I'm at work every day, but you lose connection with people that you've worked with over the years. And, you know, this has been an opportunity to reconnect, even if it's, if it's been brief, um, with people that I lost connection with. And so, you know, I've found a lot of solace in that, not in just the connection of it, but the interaction. And, and so you, you start to understand as part of getting your head wrapped around it, um, that it's not necessarily about you and, and your performance or anything. It's just business. Yes. And, um, you know, I've, I've worked with some amazing people who've, who've kind of helped me get to that place. And, yeah. you know, outside of that, it's like for 20 something years, I've been doing all right being me. So I'm just going to continue being yeah. me and, and hope it works out. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And that I, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I agree. And just kind of the camaraderie and support you get from other folks um, like for me, I've reached out to a few senior people that are at different companies now. And I always say like, 
you know, we worked together briefly. If you remember, you know, my work product, things like that. And I've heard nothing, but of course I remember you. Mm -hmm. And of course I will help you. And it's so heartwarming to think that we did all right. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think a core <laughs> philosophy of mine, and, and I think of yours too, just, just knowing you is taking yeah. care of each other. Yes. You know, whether it's checking in on colleagues, uh, you know, there, I talked to someone in another part of Florida who might have a line on something. So I recommended one of our colleagues to that person. I hadn't yeah. talked to him. I I'd sent him a note afterwards and said, Hey, you may get a call, but yeah. you're in the same city. And so I wanted to just make sure that you were taken care of if this came through. Those types of things are, you know, that drives me. And I think that's part of the leadership piece of it. Um, yes. But I think, you know, for our next segment, I think that that probably brings us into our next segment, right? And and we can yes. talk about this in a bit, which is we're now on the other side of this, of what we do professionally. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yes. So, you know, we can, we can uh, wax poetic about that in the, in the <laughs> segment coming up. <laughs> I know. Yes. I, oh my gosh. The, um, I don't know about you, Rodney, I'm probably spending about four to six hours a day networking, applying, reaching out to recruiters. It It's interesting on the candidate side, there are some things that feel so archaic mm -hmm. still about yeah. applicant track, applicant tracking system, applications, job postings, like it's just bad. There's so much, it's just backwards still. Yep. So, you know, I, I, I completely agree with you, but on the other side of that, I kind of look at it and go, hmm, that's my jam. That's, that's why I'm here. You know what I mean? So as long as, as long as I'm experiencing that feeling, I'm like, yes. I'm relevant. <laughs> and so I, if, if you're looking, yes. if, you're, if you're going through it and going, well, this is okay. This is normal. I think you're in trouble, but um, yeah. given what we do, you know, we're the cobbler's kids. We can kind of see, oh, this, you need some cobbling here of this shoe. And, yes. you know, your mind completely jumps into it. I've done, a, I'm sure you've done a couple ATS um, implementations. So you start to see that side of it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, at this point I can kind of, you know, you can start to see who's using what vendor as you go through, through applications. Yes. And <laughs> you can see the difference in, in the implementations, right? You're like, ooh. I think this was an out-of-the-box implementation where they just had everybody fill out every possible format that's needed. And it ends up being a seven-minute, ten-minute application process. Yes, yes. Which when you're in our shoes and the market is so flooded, I mean, I've seen some, you know, just for example, an ATS I don't know if we're naming products. It might start with a W. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and I see on LinkedIn that 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 job posting that I might have to fill out is uh, has 350 applicants right. in, in you already. Right. Do I feel like that's worth my 10, 15 minutes to, to fill it out? Probably not. Right. Probably not. <laughs> so I, I know the company and vendor that you're talking about and yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about them. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, so I've, I've implemented a brand, I've done a brand new implementation of that product. And then I've yeah. done, um, kind of upgrades as well. And, you know, one thing <laughs> that I will tell you is that, um, they have a hell of a sales team 
Yes, yes, yeah. And, and they always have the best booths at all the events. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, when it comes to, to we're, us- we're usually the last ones in that chain when, yeah. it, when it gets sold. And they're like, hey, guess what? This is going to be your new ATS. Um, it's not a best in breed system. It's becoming the, there's a perception that it is now, I think, because yeah. it's so ubiquitous. But oftentimes it's, it's sold through HRIS and the integration sells it and all these other things. And on paper, it looks yeah. great. But I'm now going to make a generalization of those ATS systems. The devil is in the details on how you implement it. And some of them are yeah. easier to implement according to your business processes than others. And that one in particular is really good if you can use them out of the box. But once you start <laughs> to get into a place where you have to um, really tweak it and you, you're you used to doing things a certain way, it doesn't work well. Yeah. And our, yeah. our former employer, I don't know if you recall, before we got there, yes. canceled their implementation. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that part. And if you if you think about um, how how customized that was when we were there, it makes sense, right? Um, yes. You know, the, the, the common refrain is, okay, I want to get this done. It's not a feature you have. It's like, okay, we'll put it on the roadmap, maybe, depending on, on how big your company is. Yeah. But, you know, you look, I can look at the implementations and just go, oh, you know, please let me, I'll almost do it for free sometimes. <laughs> I've never worked at a shop that kept the ATS separate from the people system, from, from the human capital system and an ATS separate. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. that's where the issue gets when it's just like, you get this big honking HR yeah. system. That's like, Oh, one-stop shop. This does everything. And then folks <laughs> like us are like, Ooh, this is not the best part of the product. Maybe it's mm-hmm. fantastic for payroll. Maybe it's fantastic for talent management, but is it really going to be fantastic at everything? Right. So right. And- I've never, I've never worked in a shop that has two different. So it was earlier in my career. And I think at some point, I'd say 2008 or so, that everything became an integrated suite. And that's what was sold. I think you still have best in breed and people still buy some of them as best in breed ATSs. Yeah. But for the most part, I think everything now gets sold as a suite, which is unfortunate because in my mind, you really, your selection process should be all about what your requirements are, not necessarily the convenience of the integration. Because yes. in, in today's modern world, you know, an, an API to integrate those things isn't that hard to do. It's, you know, you can do it for an additional 20 grand as a company. Yeah. And and that way you have a best in breed system that will allow your your talent acquisition function to operate in the way you want it to versus the pain that we see in a lot of places right, right. where, where right. The, the tail is wagging the dog. Yes, I have. I'm, I'm getting quite passionate about candidate experience and even more so about pay transparency. And just I love a company that is just putting it out there, even if they don't have to, because it saves everybody so much time. <laughs> And everybody knows you're paid commensurate on your experience. I, like, yes, they will ask for the top of the range, but if you have a good recruiter that knows how to talk about it and knows what the range is, then like, let, 
let them run, be transparent, save that time for the candidate and the recruiter and put it out there. Yeah. It's like, I'm an, it's an organizational maturity thing, you know, yeah. like, like I'm, I'm seeing people get around it by saying, okay, yeah, this job pays between a dollar and a million dollars. Oh, come on. Right. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know for all intents yes. and purposes, all you're saying is you're kind of a jerk to work for. Well, oh, Rodney, I saw one that said, um, in accordance with Pete Play Transparently laws, please call this 1-800 number to find out more about our compensation philosophy. I what was like, that? oh my God, I know. And it was a big firm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that and like, what about like the essays? You know, people are like, hey, tell me, write me five paragraphs on why you want to, why you're good for this job. It's like, you know what? You're not respecting my time. No, right, right. And I, I think a good process respects time in that way. Um, and it's, you know, it's all over the map right now. And I think it's, it's kind of the industry and, you know, my, my dream is almost like you think of it like blockchain, right? So in blockchain, you have a recorded instance that happens that remains on that blockchain and can be recalled. And it's mm -hmm. almost like that's our careers, right? We go through certain things. And, and we, we put that out as a resume, but if it were out there and verifiable, we could just kind of pull that out and, and kind of plug that into an ATS that says, this is Rodney in my work history. And, and as a user, I would control that data and say, here, I'll give you access to, you know, what I've done and the company, you know, within whatever agreements you've signed, right? Confidentiality and things like that. And, and that becomes a universal token that you can place into these ATSs and say, this is my work history. This is who I am professionally. That's my dream for, for what we do. You just described a beautiful experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that. Um, and I feel like we just hit the goalpost. We should end on that beautiful note for our first podcast. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, thank you, Juliet. And, and thanks to everyone for listening. And I'm looking forward to the next one. Me too. That recruiter show.